Hi, I'm Harriet, a mental health professional and educator, and this is Dawn Breaks, the podcast all about finding hope and maybe also healing after reaching rock bottom. created this podcast it has just flowed through me it seems like now is just the right time for it I really like Elizabeth Gilbert's idea that creative ideas have their own little self that comes to find you and if you don't take up the creative idea it moves on and finds someone else this idea has come to me a couple of times and I feel like now is the time to listen and let that creative idea flow so I'm here and we are creating a podcast all about finding hope after the darkest moments. Originally I wanted to call it the dark night of the soul which was an idea I think probably came from my grandparents about a spiritual awakening that you might have after your deepest darkest time when you have lost all hope. The idea was that finally dawn breaks and it turns out Hope is there for you. My granddad used to share this story. He was a pilot in the Second World War and he flew mosquitoes. One day, whilst he was flying, he had really lost all sense of hope. It felt very hopeless in the world, and it was. This incredibly sad, distressing, frightening time, and they were flying through some thick cloud. It was quite a windy, choppy, miserable day and stressful to be flying, even though he was, from what I understand, a very good pilot. And he decided to just go up. So he flew up, and eventually, after what felt like a long and nerve-wracking time, going straight through the clouds where you literally cannot see what is in front of you, he and his co-pilot came above the clouds. And above that miserable, stressful weather was beautiful blue skies and a bright, bright sunshine. And that was his moment. That was his spiritual awakening, if you like. His moment of realising that there is so much more than just us and that everything was going to be okay. And this is what I'm trying to instil through this podcast, hope. Hope for a better world, hope for deeper connection and understanding of one another, hope for healing and a space where you can hear other stories, stories which will remind you that you're not alone on this journey and even in your darkest, most desperate, hopeless moments, you can know that other people have experienced this too. And the pain that you might be feeling, the emotional pain, has been experienced by other people too. And in knowing that, just for a second, I hope, it makes it a little better and a little bit less painful. So one thing that's interesting for me about this podcast is my day job is an art therapist. I work as an art therapist and my training was psychodynamic, which means, generally speaking, that I don't share a huge amount about my personal life. 
the idea behind this is that I can work with anybody in therapy and they don't know whether or not I am a mum, they don't know whether I'm a sister, they don't know whether or not I like to go to the beach on the weekend. My clients don't know lots of things about me so they can therefore project their own ideas, they can play out what's going on in their relationships without being influenced by knowing about mine. The children I work with might behave as if I'm the mum for a little bit so they can test out some things they're working through with their own mum. So often the psychodynamic approach is quite private on the side of the therapist and the longer I have worked the more I realise the need for authenticity and genuineness and that's kind of always been there for me. My approach is human-centred, client-centred and is looking after that person first. So over time, I've found myself sharing a little bit more about myself. You know, you can't make connections, especially not with children, without letting them know some real things about you, some tangible things about you, even if they're really small things, like my favourite colour or food I like to eat. It just makes you a real person and more relatable to and that connection is more genuine. And through making this podcast, I'm doing something which is quite unusual in my professional circle in that I'm going to be vulnerable, really vulnerable. And I'm going to talk about losing faith and moments when you aren't sure if you want to be alive anymore. Because I think we need to talk about this. This needs to be spoken about more and people need to have room to see that you're not alone So many people go through these moments of raw, painful vulnerability, myself included, and that's what draws me to this kind of work. That's what has drawn me to create this podcast at a time when I feel that we as a nation, as a world, need extra support, extra care, extra love, and vulnerability is is how we do that. Vulnerability is how you make real, meaningful, authentic connections. And that's what I want to do for you and for me here. So October 2019, that was my lowest point ever. And I've had some pretty low points over the years. I'm sure that you're aware that as therapists, in fact, most people who work in mental health go into it because they have had their own challenges and they wouldn't be so interested in the transformation and helping other people if they hadn't needed to transform themselves and know how valuable that is and that's very much true for me just because I'm qualified and I'm working doesn't mean that I'm not learning anymore learning is so important the moment I've stopped learning emotionally I shouldn't be practicing learning is life emotion is life And the more I learn, the more I can take back to my clients. And October 2019 was the moment where I absolutely hit rock bottom. I'd had a couple of really bad emotional blows, really bad. Loss of a family member, breakup of a relationship. And I just kept getting emotional blow after emotional blow after emotional blow. And I got to this point where... I was in so much pain emotionally, I just felt like I don't want to be here anymore. If this is what life is, it's too painful. 
I don't want to do this anymore. And I can't remember exactly what I'd been doing that day, but I remember sitting in my caravan, because I was living in a caravan at the time, and sitting on the floor of the caravan and sobbing my eyes out, sobbing my eyes out, thinking, I just can't handle this pain anymore. It's been too much. There's been too many things. Over the years, I've been too hurt, too damaged, and I couldn't stop. I was sobbing uncontrollably, and I had just broken. My soul had just broken. And I got to this point where I thought, I just want to numb out the pain. I just want it to stop. And I thought through how I could do that. How can I stop the pain? And the thing that came to mind was take some painkillers. Take a couple of boxes of painkillers. And it was bleak. I got to this point where I felt like I didn't have any other options. And I found this kind of quiet, past the raw, breaking, sobbing mess that I found myself in. I came through the other side where I just found quiet. I just stopped and sat with it. And the interesting thing was that it was the smallest thing that brought me round because ultimately I think I wanted to live. Even though life had thrown me so much crap, I was really hurting. I didn't want to be brave, be strong. I didn't want to be the one to push on through. I didn't want to be the one that coped anymore. And I looked down and I had my cat who'd sat next to me during all of this, during me crying, thinking about what I was going to do. And these words came into my head, which were, who's going to look after my cat? And I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear the thought of leaving him. Even though all of this was just too much, just too painful. And he was just nuzzling into me because I think he could probably tell I was really upset. And I, I stopped. I cried a bit more. And I just found space. Quiet space after breaking. I was alive. And that time took me quite a while to recover from. I felt very numb for a good while afterwards. For a few weeks. And I shared it with my very closest friends what had happened, but I didn't share it with many people because, you know, would I be judged for that? Would I be judged for the fact that I'm a mental health professional and I'm having my own mental health crisis? How would people perceive me as someone who's going through a real breakdown moment? You know, when I was young, back in the sort of 90s, noughties, people would talk about someone having a mental breakdown and it wasn't necessarily supportive, that discussion. Quite often it was like, oh dear. And people didn't know what to say. 
and we don't talk about mental health breakdowns very much anymore because we recognise that everybody has mental health. I didn't know whether I'd want it to be described as a mental breakdown, but it was a breakdown of sorts. It was an emotional breakdown. I didn't lose my logic. I didn't lose my ability to think, but I lost the want to live. And I lost my care, my compassion. I didn't have any left. I was just very numb for a while. Fortunately for me, and because I knew I needed to be there, I was seeing my therapist at the time. And we talked it through in therapy, which was interesting because when the shoe's on the other foot as a therapist, if someone tells you they thought about taking their life, you know those are really precious but stressful moments as a therapist. And you need to get it right. That you really need to get this right. And this is something that happens. People tell you that they thought about committing suicide or they thought about not living anymore. And my therapist said to me when I told her I didn't want to be alive anymore, I didn't want to live anymore, she said to me, but you are. You are alive. And you are here. And that means something. And at the time, though those were the words I needed to hear, they didn't really land until much later on when I realised I'd chosen life. I'd chosen to carry on. That was a choice. And I could have chosen not to. At the time, it just felt like I did nothing. But that doing nothing was a choice, a decision, and a really important one. So my aim for this podcast is really to give you a sense of hope that there is life after rock bottom. And there really has been for me. Even though 2020 has seen coronavirus lockdowns, we're just going into the second one in the UK now. A lot of my face-to-face art therapy work has had to stop. I started a business, a product-based business related to mental health, and I've been working on that. And I also got a studio, my own studio, so I can see clients there. And so much good stuff has happened for me, really, really positive stuff. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm working for myself and I'm really pushing out creatively in the directions that I want to go. Not what anyone else thinks I should do or that I'd be good at, but what I really, really want to do. And I feel really good. So a year on from the darkest time in my life, I feel like I'm in a really good position. And it's only through reaching that base point, that low, low point, where I felt like that's enough, that's enough now, that I was able to find that hope, that inspiration, to truly begin to build the life that I really want. So what I hope that you get from this is the ability, the suggestion maybe, the invitation, the invitation to hold on to those last threads of hope, however you can, because this is going to get better. We are going to do better 
at looking after mental health. But we've got to start talking about it. We've got to start being honest and open. Before I go, I'm going to share with you a poem I wrote during my recovery. And this is something I'll talk a little bit more about over the coming episodes. How creativity was the thing which pulled me through that dark time. And it continues to do so. This healing is harsh. Though I know I need it, I'm not sure that I like it. It is uncomfortable, painful, raw. It consumes my brain with terms, memories, situations, realizations. It makes my body age and ache. Healing sometimes makes me wonder whether it's worth living. And though today I feel it is, I don't take for granted that I will tomorrow. What a strange way to live, with no guarantees, which I guess is the real truth. So over the next coming podcast episodes, I hope to speak to people who have had their own dark night of the soul, their own dark night before the dawn, and carried on despite the fact they didn't want to at the time. And I hope to share with you some of these journeys of inspiration and hope and support to give you hope and support and to open up this conversation about mental health, suicide, community, because we really need it right now more than ever. And one last thing, if you are struggling right now, please reach out to a professional Go to your GP, reach out to someone who can help. Know that you are not alone. Please get some help. And remember, the night is always darkest before the dawn. Dawn is coming. If you've been affected by the contents of this podcast, remember there are a number of places that you can go for mental health support. First place is the Samaritans, which you can call for free. You can also get in touch with Mind, the mental health charity. As well as that, you can go to see your own GP and you can get lots of different mental health support through the NHS. Other than that, you can seek help privately if that is feasible for you. And there are a number of different websites where you can search for private mental health support. All of the contact details for these different organisations will be in our show notes, which are attached to today's podcast episodes. And they will be on every podcast episode going forward so that you can always get them and have them to hand. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, you can subscribe for free using a podcast app or Spotify. We're planning on launching new episodes every week. So let your friends know if you think there's something they could benefit from here too. And you can also write us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you enjoyed and what you'd like to hear more of. We're really looking forward to hearing from you. And otherwise, take really good care of yourself and you'll hear from me soon.